Is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, it's the Benefits and Wellness Superhero Podcast. This podcast is designed to help professionals develop the skills needed to get complete leadership buy-in on group benefits and shine a light on what's changing in the wellness space. Listen to tips and strategies that'll help you become a superhero in the eyes of employees and management. In this Benefits and Wellness Superhero podcast, we hear from one of the speakers at the April 7th and 8th Benefits and Wellness Superhero Symposium by Thought Benefits and the HR Gazette. Helen Stevenson is founder and CEO of Reformulary Group Inc., a healthcare company that built a proprietary evidence-based drug list, the Reformulary, and award-winning drug finder tool that provides Canadians with valuable comparative drug information and saves money for company health benefit plans. The company recently launched Cannabis Standard, a platform for Canadians to discover if medical cannabis might work for them, search comparable products and track their health. The company is capturing data through the use of its platforms to generate valuable insights. In 2018, Helen was named by Mars Discovery District as one of eight Canadian female founders who have a relentless pursuit of success in science and in technology. And that's what makes her a superhero. Helen, welcome to this podcast. Thank you. Pleasure to connect, Bill. So beyond my wee introduction just then, why don't you just start by taking 60 seconds and tell the listeners a bit more about yourself and what you get up to. So I, uh, we, I manage a co- founded and manage a company called Reformulary Group. And what we're really about is uh, drug plans and specifically about creating, uh, we have our own formulary or drug list. So we're about creating a, a sustainable and also, uh, I'll say, plan member engaging, you know, list of drugs and the way that the dynamics, for instance, with respect to advice built in, but also a, a tool, for instance, to make that advice and and list accessible to plan members and consumers. I'd like to now invite you to take a few minutes and and tell the listeners a bit about the fireside chat that you're going to be involved in on April 7th at the at the uh, Thought Benefits Superhero Symposium. Listen to that listeners, what a name. That's that's got to that's got to entice you to come along just for the cool branding alone. And um and your session, your fireside chat Helen is called Getting Serious About Drug Cost and Patient Outcomes. Can we have both? So why don't I just shut up now and, and give you a few minutes to to give a bit of an overview of of that session and maybe some of the the la- learning outcomes that folk can expect from it as well. Great, sure, absolutely. Thanks, Bill. So I think you know the the, the question is uh, probably uh, on the mind of every um, every participant at the conference from the perspective of we are seeing sort of dramatic in in many plans dramatically increasing costs. Part of it related to you know some chronic medications like the whole category, for instance, of diabetes drugs, but also then some of these newer drugs. So some of the, um, for instance, emerging cancer drugs. Um, just in general, the larger group or, or new specialty drugs that are coming onto the market. And of course, we've also now just got a couple of gene therapies for the first time on the market here in Canada. So when you look at those, those are really putting some, they're certainly offering some, some new treatment options, but also going to be putting pressure onto plans. 
So I think really what it's um, what, what what I really want to lay out for people that are are joining the call is you can um, we can have plans that have both are both sustainable but also really focused on patient outcomes and really driving patients or or, or equipping you know employees with tools to be able to. Um, a dent, you know, to be able to navigate through and look at whether there's other options, for instance. I, I do think that employees also share, share a responsibility with respect to trying to keep the plan sustainable. And, and so from that perspective, being able to, um, you know, have a tool, have access to alternatives, for instance, and other options that could work just as well is, I think, a big step forward towards towards you know contributing to managing and ensuring that the plan is sustainable into the future. So you mentioned there a moment ago that um, you feel that employers should have more responsibility around ensuring that those tools are sustainable and, and available for employees, Helen. Um, what are what are some of the, the practical steps? What are some of those what are some of those practical processes that they need to consider when, when they're looking to instill uh, new benefits, new 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 health plans. You mentioned there uh, for their employees. Yeah, and maybe I'll just if I just clarify for a, for a moment. I, I don't think it's up to the employers per se to be doing sort of the research in that, but there are offerings certain in the marketplace, and ourselves is one, our own, um, you know, reformulary is one of them. But there are offerings which is you know which um, can help you know that employers then can provide access to their employees and it's really that i think that the importance of that common goal from the perspective of sustainability but but also patient results and some of the you know just to highlight too of, of what i'm going to talk about in this session is i think a lot of canadians think that that when they walk up with a prescription walk out of the doctor's office that there's only one medication to treat their their specific condition, and that's the one. And in many cases, that's not that's not the case. There are many, um, and so you know where there are many. <clears throat> I think what's really important with respect to that again that balance, that common goal of sustainability and patient and patient outcomes, is equipping people and giving people access to that kind of of information. It doesn't exist on Google. Um, you can't Google sort of the comparative effectiveness of drugs, but certainly, and again, our own um, offering does that. So there are examples in the in the Canadian market of great examples of of um, how we can give that, how we can meet that common goal. Okay, so you raised a really interesting point there in, in terms of employee access to that information. You said it's not something you can just search for. Does that does it necessitate then uh, employees being able to have uh, detailed conversations with their HR department, with their managers, with their with their leaders, and, and them coming to see them? Or should it actually be the responsibility of the HR department, of the leaders, of the managers, to make sure that their employees know how to access their health plans and, and their, their cover? Great question. I, I So my, my view is, you know, it's, it's the, maybe I'll characterize it as the opportunity of a company to subscribe onto a like to be mindful and and deliberate about subscribing onto a service that provides you know that has done you know reviews of different drugs and is able to provide employees with access to tools to help the employee orient and look up etc so i don't think i think there's i think there is a, a shared responsibility here so there's a responsibility on employees to be open to considering alternatives that work just as well. We're not talking about, 
you know, you know, drugs that are less effective, but just as well, for instance, and, and to be part of that. And then on the other side of the employer, you know, really choosing a plan that actually provides that, that, that builds in that, <clears throat> that review and information for employees. So there's a real shared responsibility there. Thank you. And, and would you say that uh, making sure that employees get access is more important than ever? I mean, we're, we're living through incredible times and it's put a heck of a lot of stress on, on leaders and on employees and the, the mental well-being of leaders and employees is, it, it, well, it's a struggle for people right now. And, and there are knock-on physical uh, effects of that as well. And, and in many cases, folk may be in lockdown at the moment and not having the same access to, uh, to medical treatment that they did a, a year ago. Would you, would you assert that it's more important than ever that employees are educated about what is available to them and how they can get it? Uh, I mean, yeah, yes, and and again, I think the role of the employers is not to sort of get you know involved in a. I mean, the, the role of employers is to make a decision with respect to what plan is being offered to their their employees. Um, yes, absolutely, I think it's you know important to have a you know a really um, sort of robust plan from that perspective. Um, but also just, you know, if I might make a note there too, you know, from the perspective that employees can participate and can be encouraged to, you know, consider, you know, good alternatives, you know, that in turn, if we can create a sustainable environment, there may be opportunities, for instance, for employers to then reinvest in other benefits. And, you know, just some firsthand experience we've had of some of our clients, for instance, where they've done that and, for instance, increased the mental health benefits. So I think that you, you raise, a, let's say, a separate but really important point. Helen, we're almost out of time for this short chat today. Before we wrap up, how can listeners learn more about you and all the stuff that you get up with, uh, up to? Uh, reformulary.com. Please reach out to me directly. All of our contact details are there, but reformulary.com. Perfect. Well, that just leaves me to say for today, Helen, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Thank you, Bill.